Hello, Shepard. My name is Jesse Greenhagen. I am serving as a summer vicar for you guys. You guys have very warmly welcomed me into the Shepherd family. And today I am going to give you guys uh, the message based off of our text from Luke. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them, and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now it happened, as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Shepherd, today we're going to talk about discipleship. What does it mean to be a disciple? And what is the cost of discipleship? The cost of discipleship is a very loaded term. For many denominations, that term can mean many different things, which means many of you who have grown up in these denominations may come with a certain perspective of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And that's okay we will take a look at the term itself and how it can sometimes be misleading. So, let's take a look at the text. Right away, we see that Jesus steadfastly sets his face to go to Jerusalem. This is the cost. Jerusalem means death, means the cross, means Christ being crucified. For it is Christ's journey to Jerusalem that will result in his death. Does that mean the same for you and for me? What does it mean to be a disciple? Discipleship itself is that of being a student. You and I 
our students. And so when we are a disciple of Christ, we are ever learning and putting into practice that which Christ does. And so often when we think of being a disciple of Christ, we think of putting into practice what Christ does and teaches. His journey from and to Jerusalem is exactly what we might think of as our journey now. To go to Jerusalem means that we are going to have the cost of death in our lives and persecution for the gospel's sake. There might be a certain aspect of truth in this, but we can be misinterpreting the text. In reality, we see that the gospel, the good news, as it is translated, is really that Christ has gone up to Jerusalem so that the price is paid for you and for me. This cost of discipleship has already been paid. So when someone comes and approaches and says, what is the cost of discipleship? Shepherd, how do you answer? How do we as Christians answer this question? Perhaps we need to ask the question of the question itself. Is it a good question? The cost of discipleship may be better viewed as the reward of discipleship. The cost has been paid. Christ has paid it for you and for me. And so now the reward of a disciple is seen within our text. James and John, as they come to this Samaritan village and see that this village has disregarded the gospel, the good news, rather than commanding that this city have a fiery flash of destruction upon it, Jesus says, no. No. Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Just as Elijah did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. What manner of spirit you are from. We are now of the Holy Spirit which Christ himself gives us. And so we realize that it's the good news that goes out. It is the salvation of souls rather than the destruction of souls that we get to focus on. That is the reward of discipleship. Further on in our text, we see three individuals who end up looking towards Christ, wondering how they can serve him. The first comes to Christ and wants to follow him wherever he goes. But Jesus tells him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This first man has his own zeal 
to go and follow Christ. But Jesus says, your zeal has brought you to the wrong place, for it's nothing that you can do to follow me. I have already paid this price. There is nowhere. There is nowhere for me to lay my head as I go up to Jerusalem. The time is of essence, and there I will die. Now we, we being of the Holy Spirit, of the right manner of spirit, recognize that we don't need to worry about where we will rest our head. Because one day, well, we will have eternal rest. And that is in heaven, in the glorious mansion that is prepared by Jesus' Father. We have a very room prepared for us. Why worry about rest here? Go, focus on the gospel. We continue with the second man now. Jesus says to him, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. How often do we get caught up in that which is passing? Whether it's friends or family, whether it is our own lives coming to an end so quickly, we become anxious and worried. But this anxiety and worry is purposeless. For we recognize that one day we will die. That is out of our control. But what do we focus upon? In the right manner of spirit, we are told that we get to focus on the kingdom of God. Life eternal. Finally, we see this last man. Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Jesus continues and says, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The work that we perform in this world will come to an end. The work that we perform for the kingdom of God reaps eternal benefits. And so this man wants to go. Wants to go and proclaim, I am going to a new form of work to friends and family. And Jesus says that the focus needs to be on this work. You have been brought into a new family. You have been brought into the family of believers, into the family of Christ, where there is life. And so in this new spirit, we recognize this new life focusing not upon the family, the friends that we might lose or miss out upon within this world due to tensions within faith, but rather we get to focus upon the life and the new family that we are brought into. And so 
we recognize. We recognize that it's not the cost of discipleship. That is not, per se, a good question. Jesus has paid that cost. Rather, we are called to look at the reward of discipleship. Thanks be to God.